All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Ace and Trade Club. I'm the Trade Club, Joshua Williams. And I'm the Ace, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, we are back with another episode. Like I said, your boy yes, is double degree. To, I'm 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 a professional at this, I feel like now. Hey, you mastered it, my boy. You mastered. Hey, I mastered the sports communications. I did, I put the time in, I put the work in. Big ups to you, man. Hey, I appreciate it. So, you know, we always got to keep giving out this good content out for y'all. And if you don't know, now you know, me and Jamal are doing a watch party. So you'll hear updates yes, sir. here and there about this Lakers versus Denver series as we are recording here on, what is it today, Thursday? Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night. So we are watching the Lakers game, of course. But Jamal, this is going to be a straight, almost a straight NBA field episode we got a lot to get into today there's so much to get into man so much things have happened and of course it's playoff time so you know what time it is oh yeah but jamal you know the first thing we got to come on here with your boy he over here he over here out here running around wilding again your boy man ja morant <laughs> ja wick man fool me one time Y'all weren't fooled me twice out here just running around being crazy all over again. And you know what? I don't get for what? Like, why? What's his why? I have no idea. So if you don't know, now you know again. John Morant is back at it again. He flashed a gun. Well, he his friend, I, I would give his friend credit. His friend tried to hold him down. He tried to turn it real fast. He turned it real quick. He, he did. turned it real quick, but you could see the gun was already in his hand. And yeah. when people slow it down, people got good skills. They got screenshots. They got sti- uh, pixel for pixel. They got them. Exactly. So they got this man in 4K, digital, holding the gun up to his head. And it's just like, Jamal, at this point, why does he keep doing this? I, I, I try to... Stop understanding why, because because that that'll make you go crazy. Mm-hmm. And when 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 you're doing foolish behavior like this, it, it's it's all on you. Everything you said before means means nothing now. Yeah. So your, your your word, and I feel like Adam Silver gonna come down real hard because he let him up easy the first time. Can we eight games? That was really nothing. Mm-hmm. And so Adam Silver, he's finna job finna feel it now. Yeah, and like you said, like you just said, that's a good point. You just said. Trying to understand why it will literally drive you crazy. Yeah, you go crazy. I don't understand how somebody, $200 million. Bag. Team invested in you, clearly invested in you. NBA ready to give you the face of the league. They Nike dropped Kyrie Irving to get you a signature shoe. Yeah. You got endorsement deals, all this, that, and the other. Your team just lost in the first round. Waving, waving, waving around guns. And you sitting here waving. The guns is the, the last thing that need to be on your mind, sir. <laughs> I mean, it's for the what? last thing need to be on your mind. Oh, man, I don't understand. So, Jamal, so now with this whole situation, now uh-huh. the Memphis Grizzlies have suspended John Morant from all – Memphis Grizzlies activities can't go to the practice facilities, can't do anything. Locked Memphis up. Grizzlies. So, what do you think about this suspension now? Well, 
the Memphis is also trying to protect themselves and come and set an example for Ja. Mm-hmm. Almost to say, all right, league, we 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 taking care of them in house. So so please don't come down too hard on them. That's what I think Memphis is doing with their suspension. But like I said, locking them out is the right thing to do right now, man. Because he's he's doing reckless behavior that I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's justified for Memphis's standpoint, especially when you just said you wasn't going to be doing this again. Just said it. He just said it. You just said it. We had the media run. We had the Jalen Rose interview. On TV. When you went to, I, I don't even know if you even went to a, a rehab facility or a, <laughs> a, so whatever it is called. I don't even know if you went. You said you went, but now you just keep doing the same dumb stuff. Yeah, it's sad, man. It's honestly so sad. It doesn't make no sense. But Jamal, I found one thing interesting with this whole thing, and that's from JJ Reddick, who's always who's usually on first take all the time. Mm-hmm. Here and there pops up here and there. So JJ Reddick, I think sometime earlier this week has said John Morant really hasn't broken any rules. He hasn't broken any rules. He hasn't broken any rules. He hasn't broken any laws. So JJ, why are we coming down so hard on him? So what do you think about that conversation in a sense? I believe aren't the rules not to wave gu- weapons, guns on social media? Isn't that in the NBA rules? I don't know all the NBA rules, but I just I know for sure you can't pull no Gilbert Arenas out here. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I, I think the social media, Waving guns around on social media is in the rules too. Like that's against the rules because you got so many kids in the social media these days looking up to these NBA players. And I, mm-hmm. I believe it's actually in the rules. So I don't know what rules he he's referring to. Maybe he's talking about his uh right to bear arms. Th- those rules he hasn't broken. He has not broken the U.S. Mm-hmm. Constitution, American laws. He has not broken any law. I believe that's what he was saying. NBA rules. He broke NBA rules. I I mean. He just said he hasn't broken any laws, really. And we all know, yeah, you all, everybody has a Second Amendment right to bear arms. It, everybody, no everybody doubt. has that right. Hey, man, we and know that we we from Texas. We, 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 yeah, we from Texas, so we for sure know off rip. Don't mess with Texas. But in my case, I do think if John Morant was a normal person, like a normal famous person, should I say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This wouldn't be such an issue because we're going to see it every day. You, you're in Memphis, which is really a hotbed for crime. And Ja just, knows that. Ja I'm, knows I'm, that. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to tell you so for Memphis people. I'm sorry to say it, but it is a hotbed for crime. You are 200, you're $200 million walking around, driving around in Memphis. <laughs> I'd probably be ha- holding, a, holding a piece somewhere too. But the waving around part. But yeah, but on the other, but like I but I was gonna continue as an NBA player. Okay, after they just told you, don't do that no more. And like <laughs> you said, Adam Silver gave him an easy. He let him off easy, really. Let him off completely easy. Said, "Hey, just take this eight games. You don't gotta do much, and we gonna you just not gonna get paid, and you could come back in eight games. You you came back for the playoffs." You came yeah. back for everything. You came back for basically every the end of the season. Yeah. And you still messed it up somehow. <laughs> for no reason, Joe. For no reason. For no reason whatsoever. So, Jamal, the other 
aspect of this that a lot of NBA Twitter is looking at is, is he actually trying to get traded from Memphis? You think you? I don't know. Would he be doing this reckless behavior to get traded? All, all this to get traded? Cause I feel like players got so much power in the league now. It, this ain't what it take to do that. I, hey, that's a, that's a good point. A lot players do have a lot of power, but when you got Dylan Brooks, <laughs> I mean, Desmond Bain probably gonna go somewhere free agency. Is Dylan Brooks that bad of a teammate? Like nobody. Nobody it, likes him. To me, it seemed like it. I think I think his personality is what does it for a lot of teams. Okay. Then on top of that, it looked like Jaron Jackson Jr. might be asking for a trade soon at some point. Oh, so they finna blow it up. I didn't know they was about to blow it up. It, it seemed like it might get blown up by the players. Okay. So if John Morant is doing this just to get traded, it it could possibly happen. I just thought it was interesting because NBA Twitter has a lot of conspiracies a lot of theories that they come up with. So I just thought it was kind of interesting okay. take of how they think and what you thought about it. I got you. I got you. But Jamal, as we said, this is an NBA episode. A lot of things happen in the NBA. Man, it's, it's a great time for NBA basketball. Outside of Ja Wick, Ja Morant. Right. Out here. Wilding. Straight ball. We have a lot of these NBA head coaches getting fired. Come on now. Come so, on. But what? First, we have Nick Nurse get fired early in the, earlier before Great the coach. season ended. Or when Great the season coach. ended, pretty much. Great coach. Then, yeah, Budenholzer get fired from Milwaukee. That was the silliest one to me. Then, you have Monty Williams get fired from the Phoenix Suns. Too quick. And now on top of it, you have Doc Rivers getting fired from the 76ers. I still have mixed feelings about the Doc one, man. So what do you think about all these great coaches getting fired recently? For one, I think they're all about to switch teams. They're all basically about – I see Monty Williams going to Milwaukee. I, I see Doc picking up what he had, what they had going on in Toronto or – or Phoenix. I, I see that very well happening. Mm-hmm. But to fire Budenhoser after winning a championship so soon, that that one was crazy. I understand Doc. Doc Doc hasn't done much with the talent he's had. He he has some inexcusable series losses, inexcusable playoff losses that can't be explained. So I, I understand Doc in mm-hmm. a sense. But Monty is also a great coach who I can see picking up somewhere else. And another thing, I'm a Udoka in Houston. I, I know he is furious for taking that job <laughs> with the job that's already open. I know I would be so mad, but yeah, that's what I see happening with the coaches around the league. Yeah. So I'll start with Nick Nurse first because he was the first one to get fired out of this the group of people, group of coaches. Now, sorry, Toronto, you gave him a bad hand to deal with. Y'all didn't uh, even really attempt that much to even get yeah. Kawhi Leonard to come back. Didn't right. seem like he even wanted to come. I mean, first of all, it didn't seem like he wanted to come back, but I don't even think y'all made a real Effort. good attempt of coming to him. So didn't really get a good hand dealt to him in the end. Then now switching over to Mike Budenholzer. I thought that was nasty on, on Milwaukee's part. 
Come on. You had your top player, all-star player, all-NBA player. Hurt. MVP player. Hurt for three. He sat out three games. And Middleton wasn't right. Middleton wasn't right. It was basically Drew Holiday and the rest of them. Yeah. So he turned Brooke Lopez into a straight three-point threat. <laughs> a knockdown shooter. Defensive <laughs> NBA, almost defensive player of the year. A borderline sniper, Joe. And turned Giannis into the best player in the NBA. Yeah. That's what Bud. That's Bud. That's ridiculous. And then on top of the reason I say it was nasty is because not only did they fire him, they fired him right after his brother died. I thought that was the worst part of it. Man, so I didn't know that. Man, I didn't know that one. Yeah, so I thought that was bad. Now, Monty Williams and Doc Rivers... These ones don't make sense to me. You, my, you, you don't understand, Doc? I'm going to tell you why I don't understand. Okay. First, Monty Williams has had, I get he's blown lead and he lost last year, 30 points to the Mavericks, all that. Yes, yes sir. I understand. When you have Cameron Payne <laughs> outscoring Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, I can't blame Monty Williams for that. And they had no depth. Aiden getting bullied. When you have DeAndre Aiden on your team, you can't blame Monty Williams for that. What is what's wrong? What is wrong with DeAndre Aiden? I feel like we touched on him during that series. But what, what's what's his problem, Joe? Is, is I have no done? idea. Is, is, I have absolutely like, no idea. Do you feel like he's peaked out? He's reached his pinnacle. He's not gonna get any better. It feel like he ain't even reached a pinnacle. Like it just feel like he's been. There and then it was just not there the next. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like he has a good, he has a good game and a bad game in the same game. Like exactly. you can't describe what he does. Exactly. Now, as I got a minute here left on Doc Rivers half, you have an MVP. You have two MVPs, <laughs> two league MVPs. One scored nine points, and the other scored nine points. I believe they both scored nine points. James Harden ain't, ain't the same. Do you want Doc Rivers, Philadelphia? Do you want Doc Rivers because he played in the NBA? Do you want him to take off his coaching gear and go put and go drop, drop more than nine points? I understand what you say. It's players, man. Yeah, it's these players, these players, these players. I agree. They the coaches now, and I and, and it's a lot of them because Frank Vogel was one last year for the Lakers. It's a lot of them. These yeah. coaches now are just complete scapegoats for bad performances on by these players. The play, the players have have the power in the lead. I saw somewhere where it said James Harden got Doc Rivers can't believe that James that James Harden got them fired. Exactly. But we are running out of time here. We're gonna keep talking about this in the next segment. So make sure to come back to the Ace and Trey Club, and we'll be right back. Yes, sir. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the Ace and Trey Club. I'm the Trey Club, Joseph Williams. And I'm the Ace, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, where can the people find you at when they want to hear your sports takes, when you're tweeting about the games, the playoff games? Where can the people find you at? Excuse me. Yeah, y'all can find me on Twitter at JMB214 underscore. That's JMB214 underscore. 
Yes, sir. And you guys can for sure follow me as well on Twitter at J-O-S-E-P-H-F-E-R underscore 24. Once again, that is J-O-S-E-P-H-F-E-R underscore 24. And also, I got to give y'all a shout out because y'all been running up the listens yes, on our sir. podcast. We went from like 80 to like 130 in like a couple of days. So y'all doing the thing. We so love y'all, y'all, man. Make sure y'all keep running up the listens, likes, subscriptions, all that on the podcast. Is this this show in podcast form? It's in there. You can get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. You can find it. Just search the Ace and Trade Club Sports. One click. And it's all there. Hey, man, we love y'all. So, Jamal, as we were talking, we said we are live watching, party watching the NBA Western yes. Conference Finals right now. Great basketball being played, man. So what are you seeing from both teams right now? I'm going to tell you right now, Joe. Rui Hachimura. Hachimura, have you said his name? <laughs> <laughs> Rui Hachimura. Am I saying it right? Yes, sir. Man, this dude is a hooper, man. Come on. Talk to me. Did you know he was like this? I didn't know. he He's turned out to be... A way it's like Washington didn't even use his potential. Man, this dude can hoop because <laughs> Rui wasn't doing all this in Washington. Yo, I'm saying like he he's a go-to scorer right now. Say, is he leading? Is he leading the game in points through the uh, second quarter? I believe so. Let me check real quick. He might be because he I just haven't seen down a, a miss. Yeah, he just knocked down a big three. He got 11. So yeah, he leading he leading the Lakers right now. How did y'all off get the him? bench? How did y'all get him? Three three second round picks. That's all wow. it took. Wow. Hey, that, that that's looking like a steal. He's gonna mess around and win y'all a championship. <laughs> hey. Him, Lonnie Walker, and Dennis Schroeder. That's a bench. good that's a good bench, man. That's a good, solid good, bench. Good, good, great production right now. Yeah, and that's what you need. Like Shaq always say the others, LeBron and AD, they gonna do their part. It's the others that gotta step up. Exactly. So what are you seeing from Denver side of the thing? Denver, man, watching watching the Joker play, <laughs> it's like watching somebody who can't be stopped. Like, I've accepted the mm. fact. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> There's nothing you can do with the Joker. He's seven foot. He can dribble. He can pass. He can score wherever he wants to. He's super smart. He not. He really not even trying to score. He's trying to get his teammates involved. Right. So, yeah, I, I see why he's a two-time MVP. Could have been three-time from what I'm seeing. Exactly. And I'll give up my little take real quick. So the on the Lakers part, this is a much better start than that first game. Yeah. It's not flat. Everybody's contributing a little something. Reeves is doing a little something here and there. He's mm-hmm. got two threes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Rui leading, like I said, leading the scoring 80 defensively. They look like they're trying to hustle, rebounding. Vando getting back in the starting lineup is helpful because somebody needs yeah. to guard. Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic. I mean, Jokic is hard enough, but somebody needs to guard Michael Porter Jr. for real. Who's a sniper, man? He don't be Who missing. A sniper. It, uh, I'll let Jamal Murray kill us. That I can live with that. It's just Jokic. If he gets a triple double, that's when we get issues. Yeah. When he start getting everybody involved and rebounding and doing this, that, and the other, that's when issues start coming. That's that's what he's trying to do, Joe. He's not really trying to score like that. Exactly. So now on Denver's part, hey, this is a different game than game one. Y'all came out lights out game one. Now they now they not now they not now, now it ain't it ain't looking so hot now. 
So right. we're going to see how how the rest of this game go. And y'all know the outcome before we, uh, when this show gets done. And, and of course, and I think they'll know the outcome of game uh, three as well. But if you listen on Saturday or Sunday, so you'll know the outcomes of the next two of uh, the next game as well. Yeah. But yeah, Denver. Yeah. Y'all play lights out that first game. But Jamal, as we were saying, we got to talk about these first couple games between the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. So let's start with Western Conference Finals since we are already on the topic. So what did you think about the game one of the Western Conference Finals? Game one was underwhelming to start out, I will say. Because I feel like the Lakers, they, they were getting used to the altitude. I was, they, they looked slower. They did. The Dem- Denver looked faster. Denver looked sharper. And like you said, they was, they was hitting everything. Like they, they was hot. And so, but I thought the Lakers figured out some. Everybody thought the Lakers figured out something toward the end. Yeah, because y'all was, y'all made Denver scared. I ain't going to lie. Y'all made them scared. So game one was cool. And now you see the Lakers, are they applied those adjustments. And Hachimura, man, he he came out six for six, 13 points. First half. Mm. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what more can you ask for from him? I don't I gotta know, do nothing man. else. Can't ask for nothing much. But, yeah, I will say Denver... Like I said, y'all were lights out. That was an all-world game. Like, that was probably, the hands down, the best game a team could play. Yeah. You made Perfect. every contested. It was hands and faces. Knocking them down. Knocking everything down. Jokic hit a contested half-court shot with AD in his face. <laughs> it was like, at some, it was like, AD's trying everything he could do. Even AD was like, come on, man. And you can't, you couldn't do nothing about it. So that was an all-world game for y'all. Yeah. That's what it was. But it took y'all all of that. And y'all still only won by six points. That's what I'm saying. LA figured it out. We I'm just saying, you never be worried until you're on the brink of elimination. Right. Never worry until you're on the brink of elimination. It's a seven game. So you gotta win four games. You got to win four games out of seven. So, like I said, I'm not worried yet. Got to get, got to get us on the brink of elimination for me to be worried. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna tell you that Denver fans, Denver, Denver folks out there. But Jamal, <laughs> let's talk about this Eastern Conference Finals now. Okay, Jimothy, Jim- Jimothy. Like I said, Hemi Butler, he him, bro. We we talking about the better against Jimmy, Jimmy. What can what more can you ask from a player of his caliber? AC, AC, and I told y'all, I told y'all about Miami. You did. I what did I say, Jamal? I said they the team that's gonna linger around. <laughs> you gonna, gonna like, give you a series? Yeah, and you are gonna be like, man, we got to play Miami. Well, that's now, gonna be a tough one. Now they don't turn into a problem, and they don't even got Tyler Hero. No Tyler Hero, no Oladipo. Come on, I think they got like five undrafted people on the team playing lights out. Jimmy leading them boys. Kevin Love is out here putting up numbers, putting up buckets, long touchdown pass. He doing what he need to do. Champion man, bro. It really comes down to vets. Not one to be played with, bro. And they got good leadership, good vets, good coaching. They 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 come to work with Miami. It's gonna you gonna have to work. Exactly. So, Jamal, what did you think about game one for them? Initially, bro, I, I, I just want to talk about the end of the game. Did you mm. see Tatum travel two times in a row? Did you see yes. that? 
I Jay, we are we recognize Jason Tatum. He's a unbelievable talent, probably top five in the league, great player. Mm-hmm. But he has to be the most inconsistent clips time superstar I've ever seen. He would <laughs> he would disappear, he would start tripping, messing up, get nervous. I don't know what happens to Tatum. So Man. that 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 was my thing. And they weren't getting him the ball enough too. He couldn't really get in a rhythm in the second half. I think that messed him up too. Mm. So, yeah, I I saw a lot of people were saying that Tatum was basically kind of almost getting iced out. He wasn't getting yeah. enough touches in that second half, which is understandable. I mean, I don't think a lot of NBA fans are ready for two conversations. What, 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 one what one is Stephen Curry in, in the last few moments of the game and then Jason Tatum in the last few minutes of the game. Oh, yeah. They did. I don't think NBA fans are ready for those conversations because no matter we want to love both these players, I don't, and want to give them all the flowers in the world, but y'all not ready for them two conversations on being clutch in 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 certain moments. Steph is definitely not clutch. He has clutch moments, but he's definitely not clutch. And Jason so, Tatum, be man, that, that that sixteen in the fourth quarter that that was big time. But I don't think he's a clutch player. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then see that's what I that's what I was like. Uh, a lot of people were saying we have to redefine what clutch is. They think if you can lead a team with ten, maybe in the four, ten straight, sixteen straight, whatever yeah. the case, that's being clutch, not the final seconds. Right. And I don't know about that. I feel like you final seconds, you the superstar. You Game gotta get on a the bucket. line. Mike, Kobe, Kobe, sometimes LeBron. You said sometimes LeBron. Sometimes LeBron. Yeah, yeah, LeBron. Certain, LeBron certain situations, when you that when you that man, you the you the you the team basically. You got to have that ice in your veins. Got to. Everybody don't got it. Everybody, Everybody don't, got don't got it. It's only certain few. Yeah. So I know y'all ain't ready about that about that conversation there. Yeah, uh, Luke Luca, he's another one. He's Luka clutch. Luca is another one. Yes, Luca. Why in certain situations is another Kawhi one is too. Clutch. Uh, not many I'm people. Think, I'm trying to think. Dame, who else could be Dame, one. come on. Dame, now. yes, Damian Lillard is another one too. Can't forget about Dame. So there is certain people built for it, but Jason Tatum and Stephen Curry. I'm sorry, we're not moving. We're not moving this needle over here to where y'all think. Oh, if they drop 10 in the fourth, that's being clutch. It's not happening. Certain se- in, in the last few seconds, you got to either hit that shot or make it. Yeah. And Stephen Curry and Jason Tatum don't do it. They don't. Not consistently. Not consistently. But, Jamal, as we move on past these conference finals, we got to talk about this draft lottery that happened on Tuesday Joe, I'm so relieved, brother. I am so relieved. It seemed like a lot of craziness that happened. A lot of people are up in flames. Up in flames about the, the next great, the next greatest one. The next greatest one. So first, Jamal, let's talk about this draft lottery before we talk about these players. Yeah. So first overall pick goes to the San Antonio Spurs. Then at number two goes the Charlotte Hornets. Number uh-huh. three. Portland Trailblazers, four, the Houston Rockets, five, the Detroit Pistons, six, the Orlando Magic, seven, Mm -hmm. Indiana Pacers, 
Eight the Wizards, nine the Jazz, ten the Mavericks, yes, sir. eleven Orlando again, twelve OKC, thirteen Toronto, and fourteen New Orleans. I know New Orleans fans is sick. Man, you know who really, really sick? Who is that? Detroit Pistons, man. How oh, you yeah. had a how you had a worse record in the NBA <laughs> and get the number five <laughs> pick? You got the worst record, you get number five. Come on, man. I will be sick, man. I know New Orleans is sick because they thought that them AD picks was going <laughs> to turn it. It turned into Zion. I give them that. But they thought they were going to get a top number one pick to this year. They thought they were going to get Wimby this year. Man. So I know New Orleans fans is sick. Hey, but you know who ha- Maverick fans? We on cloud nine, bro. Because if that pick would have been number 11, we wouldn't have had a lottery pick. So I'm just glad we got we stayed at 10. Now we got a tradable asset where we can get some help. I don't think we're gonna draft nobody. We finna finally get some help for Luca. Finally. But Jamal, let's talk about this because a lot of people are saying this draft lottery is rigged. Rigged. Because now Greg Popovich has gets the coach now, possibly three of the greatest center power forward prospects of all time. He gonna get that boy right, Joe. He had David Robinson start. Timmy drafted Tim Duncan, and now is about to draft Victor Wembanyama, who a lot of people are saying are the, is the greatest prospect since LeBron James. I'm I'm not ready for that, man. I'm not ready for that. LeBron, we hey. already putting this on him. LeBron James. <laughs> when you had when I got like I was telling you earlier, were you seven foot three? Seven foot nine wingspan, shooting one hand, one legged three pointers. You I can block you. a three pointer from the foul line to the three point line. I hear you, Joe. Hey, I'm just saying it's gonna be hard. But I'm saying, I I heard Woj. I think it was Woj who said, not only he is he the greatest player in basketball, one player, greatest prospect in basketball. He may be the greatest prospect in team sports. And we talking about we putting some somebody like LeBron on him, who's the all time leading scorer, mm-hmm. who who was the chosen one before the next chosen one per se, and he he outlived those expectations. We already putting this on this bro. I would hate to have those expectations on me, because what if he busts? Hey, hey, that's a possibility. I mean, I think what a lot of people in this LeBron's James situation is because if you just take away LeBron's NBA. Resume because it's gonna be too hard to do, right? But high school for high school, it's the same amount of hype for both players. I feel like you think Wimbayama just just as hype as LeBron. I feel I think that's what most people are trying to compare it to because LeBron coming out of high school, everybody thought that was like we said the next greatest thing. Yeah, that because they hyping Wimbayama, man. I can't wait to see this kid play. So now when Bianca comes out seven foot four can do this, that, and the other, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a difficult matchup for a lot of NBA players. Yeah, even Giannis said, Hey, we gotta get ready for this kid. And then you go into San Antonio, you go into the greatest coach in Pop NBA history. But ready. I'm I'm so excited, but I'm not a Spurs fan. I'm just excited to see what Pop does to this kid's game. Exactly. So Jamal. As we got a couple minutes here left, this rookie of the year race 
is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a fun one, man. Now I said it on Twitter last night. When you really think about it, look back at who's gonna be in this race. Yes, sir. You got Chet Holgram. People forgot about Chet. Chet can hoop. Chet Holgram finna pull a Ben Simmons possibly and could win it. Him and Wimbyama got the same game if we think about it. Exactly. Then you got Wimbyama, this greatest prospect ever. <laughs> he may not win rookie of the year. Then on top of that, you got Scoot Henderson. Mentored by, hey, the greatest point guard in my opinion. The greatest point guard I, I have seen. And then on top of that, you got Brandon Miller. Sniper. Another great prospect. So, Jamal, what do you think about this rookie of the year conversation next year? It's definitely going to be, man, it's going to be a fun race. I see I see Brandon Miller not because th- those top three guys we said, Scoot Henderson, who's, who's Steph protege. Mm. Wait, like, Steph has a protege in his Scoot, who's way more athletic than Steph. Yeah. He, he can be some crazy special and Chet we, we can't forget about Chet man Chet got everything women Yama got <laughs> like, <laughs> he got everything he got so I feel like if Wimby Yama has success Chet can have that same success they, they can feed off of each other so I I'm not ready to pick who I think gonna win yet because I think it's gonna be that tight I really do but it's gonna, it's gonna be, be a, a fun great little race but we are going to come back to this we are running out of time here on the bgc sports network this is the ace and trade club and we'll be right back yes sir all right welcome back welcome back to another segment in the ace and trade club i'm the trade club joseph williams i'm the ace jamal baker and jamal before we get off our draft lottery pick i just want to ask you this question do you okay. think this draft with the prospect and the, this rookie class with the prospects that we have, do you think it's up? It, it's going to be this next this next generation's 2003 draft? You ready to put 03 on them? D-Wade. I'm just asking for next generation. We have Wimby Yamba, Scoot, Brandon Miller, and a lot of other great, just like decent prospects that could potentially turn out to be great NBA players. Uh, yeah, I see that because you know they already put they already comparing Wimbyama to LeBron. Scoot can be just as good as D Wade. Brandon Miller can be just as good as Carmelo, but I, they got to do it first before mm-hmm. I can say. But yeah, it could be they raising the O three. I mean, a lot of this media is hyping up these players and hyping them up to be the next so and so big player. Yeah, and I hope they don't fail. But I'm wishing them everybody the best of luck. For sure, man. Especially they, they Scoot. Right. Scoot is going to be one I'm following the most. I like his game. Yeah. I'm going to be following Scoot pretty much more than anybody. So good luck to everybody. But, Jamal, as we said last week, we got to talk about them boys is back. Yes, sir. It's been six years, man. It's been a long time. The Texas Rangers. Yeah. Them boys is back. First place. First place. First place. Boys, them boys is back. Now, Jamal, you said you were going to the game tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll be at the game tomorrow. They, we take we play the Rockies, play the Colorado Rockies. Should, should be easy dub. Martin should Perez. Martin so, Jamal, Perez on the bump. What are your thoughts on how the season is going so far as we are sitting in first place? Yeah. 
like you said, so what are your thoughts on the season so far? Man, so initially, I, w- I want to tell the listeners, bro, our lineup, savages. They, they, they're savages in the box. And, and we've done this without Corey Seager. Corey Seager just got back. Mm-hmm. So we, when you run out of lineup, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, El Bombi, uh, Adelise mm-hmm. Garcia, Nathaniel mm-hmm. Lowe, Jonah Hom. Man, we got to talk about Jonah Hom, the best catcher in the AL right now. Hey, talk about it. Talk about it. I'm telling you, man. Ezekiel Duran he is panning out. At shortstop, he stepped in when Corey Seager went down. Who gonna, he, he an everyday player now. Leota Tavares, center field. Man, like, we, we're loaded. And so the only thing, <laughs> the only thing, Joe, our bullpen is horrible. It's trash. The, the, our bullpen is the reason we're losing games. The way you win games in the playoffs, bullpen wins you championships. You can't you can't go into the playoffs with what we have now because they are man, they will give up a lead in a heartbeat. Mm. Yeah, like you just said, I, and I said this earlier in the season. This is the Texas Rangers is where the bats stay hot. Yeah, and pitching sucks. Yeah, our starting our starting rotation is solid. It's just the doggone bullpen. Man, it's like the starters would have to play complete games for us to win. Every time they go out there for us to even win. And we're doing we're sitting in the first place with Jacob DeGrom, our 100 million dollar pitcher. Corey Siegel's out. Barely even playing this yeah. season. Dane Dunn holding it down. So, man, he's been a Swiss army knife. Martin Perez holding it down. Yeah. It's a lot of people holding it down. Evaldi holding it down. For sure. Ray holding it down. Then once that once you get to that relief pitching, oh my goodness. How's <laughs> that clerk gotta go? I was just like, it's like when you think of relief pitching, you want to think of actual relief. Man, I'm telling you. I think of Texas Rangers relief pitching, I think of nothing but agony. They hurting you. They hurting (laughs) you more than they helping you. They going to hurt you, man, every time. It doesn't fail. It does not fail. So, Jamal, what would the Rangers have to do to make a deep playoff run, potentially to September, to October, we hope to be there in October. So what can yeah. the Rangers do with this bad pitching? What what can they possibly do to make this thing happen and make a deep playoff run? Number one, I I think you can they can still they have a strong enough lineup, like they deep deep enough on offense to win games right now off of bats alone. They they can do that. But I I truly feel man, you can't go into the playoffs with this bullpen. We we are not gonna do much. With this bullpen in the playoffs. That's what the playoffs is about. Pitching. Pitching win games in the playoffs. So they, they got to make a few moves. They, they got to stay healthy, number one. And we'll be all right. If we, we, if we make some moves at the deadline, which I believe they'll do. They, they know it's a problem. Because it's, it's obvious. Everybody knows it's a problem. So yeah. w- once we do that, we'll be fine. Yeah. And I would say, you yeah, you do have to make a move. I don't know if you let the starters be out there a little bit longer than usual. Uh-huh. It could happen. We know DeGrom is getting babied by oh, everybody. Yeah. He, he the got the staff. kid gloves on. So, yeah, we know we know he getting babied by everybody. So, Which is right. Which is, I, I don't it's I right. understand. It's, I, it's understandable. Of course, you're going to need your ace. No well, hopefully, hopefully your ace, quote-unquote hey. ace. Now he's an ace, Joe. He, he there. 
Hey, I mean, Evaldi and Perez and Gray is looking like some aces themselves. Yeah, they are. No, no disrespect, but DeGrom, <laughs> he's hey. another level, bro. <laughs> but yeah, you you hope your hundred million dollar pitcher gonna be there when it's time when it's time to be there for sure. But I do think bats are hot enough. I mean, we averaging I don't even know how many, like maybe ten runs a game. I know it's number one in the league. It's hard to beat that that amount of runs in every yeah. game. It, it's only. And then it seemed like when somebody a relief pitcher comes in, gives up a gives up a lead, the bats is right there to get it right back. Oh yeah, they done saved us a couple times for sure. They done saved us a couple times. A few times, actually, I should say. Now it's been a couple times where they just they haven't had it. I mean, hey, this is this is a, ups and downs of baseball. You can have it or you can't have it. That's the way baseball goes. But Adolis Garcia, I man. El Bombe. Listen, listen, man. Listen, man. <laughs> that that boy good. El Bombe, that, that, baby. that boy good. He hitting bombs after bombs after bombs. And he look like Bo Jackson, Joe. He looking ridiculously scary. I'm ready. <laughs> if we get to the postseason, I'm ready to see what this team will do in the postseason when it comes to them bats. Yeah. Because man. I know if they if they bullpen ain't changed. Or hasn't gotten better, they're gonna leave them starters out for a minute and we could go complete games. Yeah. For a lot of these for a lot of these playoff games. We're gonna have to. I I'm I'm not trusting Jose LeClerc. No mm. way. I'm not trusting Joe Joe Boris. Nope. No way. Hernandez ain't getting trusted. No. Will Smith ain't no, nah, we ain't no, nah, we ain't gonna do that. Will, when Will Smith, he's past his prom. He, he may be speak, it's sad to say he may be our best reliever right now. So exactly. So we ain't we ain't we ain't gonna trust no relief pitching really. So we got to got to get it together. Right. But Jamal, before we move on our baseball talk, what teams do you have that could be sneaky playoff teams? Sneaky playoff teams? Yeah. I actually like I'll, I'll they probably not sneaky though. Mm. But they're having a sneaky good season, like a sneaky great season. The Baltimore Orioles. Mm. They they're they're young. <laughs> they're man, they're well coached, got a good staff, got another great catcher who's probably right up there with John Ham, Adley Rutschman. Mm. So I, I like the Orioles. I like what they're doing in the AL East, I believe, with the which is a tough division to be good in. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Baltimore as well. It it's a it's a it's a rarity. You see the Yankees and Red Sox at the bottom of this division. Both teams yeah. at the bottom of this division. With good records, though. With de- Yeah, good to decent records. Yeah, exactly. And both of these teams are at the bottom behind. It's like that whole division flipped upside down. It flipped. Yeah, it used to be the other way around. Because <laughs> usually Tampa Bay, I can understand. Tampa Bay is usually there. Yeah. They're always a decent team on their low budgets. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore, Toronto, never is usually ahead of Boston and the, and the Yankees. Yeah. So for them to be like that, hey, that's an interesting one. But on the National League side. National, let me think nationally. Who you got? Miami Marlins. Oh, that's a good team. And also the Pittsburgh Pirates having a great season too right now. Only thing about Miami, Jazz just went down. Jazz did go down, but we're gonna see how we're gonna see how they turn out because I think if, if Jazz can come back. And as these in a decent amount of time, I don't know how long he's injured. Do you know how long he's injured? 
I, I remember it being serious, but I don't remember the timeline. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, because if he can come back in a decent amount of time and Miami can still stay afloat, hey, that's a decent one to look at. Yeah, that's another young, hungry team, too. Exactly. Now, the other one that surprises me, too, Jamal, San Diego being at the bottom of this division, at the AO, uh, NOS, excuse me. With all them big money guys. All them people they paid. Some, hey, it's going to be looking, a little, gonna be looking a little scary. Yeah. J- so, and Jazz is out. He out with turf toe mm-hmm. for four to six weeks. Okay, so that's not so. Yeah, he could come back in a decent amount of time. There, yeah, that's not oh, that yeah, bad. Sure. We yeah, just turf toe. Mark. Yeah, turf toe is nothing really. That's nothing. Right. Okay. It's just one of them, it's just one of them baby injuries. You got to baby him and then hey, get it get it out the way. Get let him get some yeah. rest. So that's nothing. But yeah, Jazz Chisholm coming back. MLB cover athlete. Yes, hey, sir. Hey, I love that game. By the way. Hey, MLB 23 is a great game this year. I love it. Great game. But, Jamal, guys, we got a few minutes here left. It's fight season again. Yes, sir. Another up-and-coming GOAT, man. I'm telling you, I'm ready to go there. Two two up-and-comers. Great boxers. We got Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. Bro, I... Is but silly Lomachenko. He coming for the throne. Look, Lomachenko had his time, man. He had his time. It's time for the Haney. Time for the Haney's. It's time for Shakur Stevenson. It's time for them. Mm-hmm. So you, so you giving Haney the win already? Oh, Joe, come on, man. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. Hey, Haney. don't make the don't make that tank mistake again. Don't don't uh. bet, don't bet on the wrong person now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron Garcia just got with Earl Spence Jr. trainer. Right, Ron, Ron coming back. Derek mm-hmm. James gonna get that boy right. Yeah. So, so what is your prediction on this fight? And then I'll give mine. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I I don't see this fight being close. Mm. <laughs> you got a knockout or you got a decision? Excuse me. I definitely. Ooh, do I got a knockout? Don't get me wrong. No, no disrespect to Lomachenko. He he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of the weight division. I, I can't deny what he's done. He, mm. He's a goat himself too. But boxing, we we know this man. It's a young man's sport, especially when you got a young <laughs> when you got a young a young lion mm. coming ready. Talk to, him. Talk to him. Ready. And so I, I got I got Haney. He he's gonna win decidedly easily. I would say. But mm. I don't know. I don't know if he can knock him out. I'm not gonna give that kind of disrespect to Lomacheco just mm. for who he is. But I wouldn't be surprised if he knocked him out. Don't get me wrong now. Mm. So who you got? I got Devin Haney. I got majority decision though. Twelve oh, rounds, majority decision. And the reason I said it is because I think Lomachenko really has a strong chin. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to knock that dude down and keep him out. <laughs> Yeah. So I think Haney will end up winning this fight, of course, and going on doing what he does. But we need to see some more. We need to see some more fights going on. I need to see Stevenson versus Haney. I need to see Stevenson versus Tank. I need to see some fights now. Let's get it. Everybody at the top of their game. And don't think I ain't waiting. I still need that. I still need that Terrence Crawford Earl Spence. It's coming. It's been confirmed. It's coming. I need it to have so Jamal. What do you think about why we got a minute here left? What do you think about these fighters not fighting each other right now? What do you think about that? I mean, I really think Floyd messed it up because Floyd got everybody thinking 
you got to be undefeated. Mm. <laughs> like, even though it was amazing what Floyd did, he really, he really didn't fight. Did he fight the big guys? In your opinion, he he, he fought a young Canelo. He fought him at the right time. That's what I'm saying. Like he fight I, I, people I, at the right time. Oh, I said we just need to see these fights, man. Like don't don't be afraid of your record. It's it's okay. Like in the game of fighting, you can't go undefeated. Floyd, everybody not Floyd. Yeah. And so that's why I think everybody running from each other. They want to stay undefeated. And I'm gonna give my little last thoughts. Now I just think it's too many belts. Everybody got a belt. Yeah. And nobody want to give up them belts. True. Which everybody is understandable. But when you're in boxing and people will people will pay to see your fights. Mm-hmm. People will stream illegally to see your fights. Yeah. You got to make some of these fights happen. Got to. Ain't, ain't no way Errol and Terrence ain't shouldn't have fought yet. Exactly. But we are running out of time here, unfortunately, on the BGC Sports Network. This is the Ace and Trey Club, and we'll be back next week. Yes, sir.